Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Love First. I'm Kat and I am so excited to be here. Today we are going to be looking at a story that I feel we are all extremely familiar with. I know I am, but this time I decided to really break the story down, analyze it, and this is a story I'm going to really have weigh on me throughout the week. So we're going to be looking at John 6, 16 through 21. And we're going to look at the story of when Jesus walks on the water. Now, these are just a few verses, so it's even easier to digest when you look at how few verses these are, but it doesn't take away the weight of the situation. God is so amazing in that he can give us a story like this and make it so applicable in our day-to-day -day lives. It's truly amazing, N not just the story, but the fact that it's still relevant for all of us today. So let's look at this. We're going to take a look and I'm actually going to read. This is from the NLT translation. So I'm just going to quickly read over these verses. And it says, That evening, Jesus' disciples, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough they had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw jesus walking on the water toward the boat they were terrified but he called out to them don't be afraid i am here then they were eager to let him in the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination so what i'm going to do is break this story down into four parts and we're going to analyze this okay so First, we can say uh, the first thing that happens is the sea became rough and difficult to be in. There was a big storm. And then Jesus shows up. And then they let him in to their boat. And then they arrive safely at their destination. Okay, so I've broken this up into the four parts. Now let's look at these four parts in a little bit more detail. So the disciples are on their way to Capernaum and the sea gets really rough. This becomes a storm that is too difficult for them to remain in. It's a storm that's too difficult for them to get through. And at this point, they're questioning if they're going to make it home ever, right? At this point, they think their lives are on the line. Um, and we all probably would feel the same way. That was easily a very dangerous storm that we can gather and it definitely would have been a time where they needed some saving, right? And then Jesus shows up. Let's look at that second part. There's a lot to unpack here. The first thing is that they were in a situation, okay? The disciples were in a situation that they felt was impassable, inescapable, okay? And then... Jesus shows up, right? They didn't ask for Jesus. They didn't say, Jesus, come save us. Jesus shows up unannounced. There he is. And I want us to really think about that. Now I'm going to get to all of this and wrap this in with a little bow at the end, but think about that, right? They don't call out, Jesus, come save us. Jesus walks on the water okay he doesn't magically just appear out of nowhere like a genie out of a lamp he walks on the water 
to get to them in the storm. Remember, the storm is still happening. So Jesus walks from the shore all the way over to where they are in the storm, going through the dangers himself on water, doing the seemingly impossible to meet them where they are in the situation that they are. Then the disciples get excited and allow him into the boat. Now let's also unpack that. The wording here is very important. Jesus doesn't just come in on his own. They get excited and say, come in, come into the boat, right? They're like, come on, throw him. I mean, get out, go, yeah, come on over, right? There's no hesitation. There was no like, ah, I I just stay over there. We got it, right? There was no hesitation. They invited him in. They said, yep, come on. And we don't know necessarily their motives as far as was it excitement that they were originally waiting for him and he finally showed up. But I am sure after they know who Jesus is, they've seen the miracles. They're in a bad situation. Jesus just walks on water, shows up. I'm sure if I was in that situation, I would have been thinking, you are literally the only thing I could ever think would get me out of this. So please come in. <laughs> please, You're the only thing I can imagine that would save this situation and get me out of this storm. So would you please come into the boat? So that's what they do, right? They allow him into the boat and Jesus comes into the boat. There is no hesitation. There is no, uh, are you sure you want me in the boat? Um, there is no, well, I'll come in the boat if you say pretty please with sugar on top. That's not what happens. They say, come on in and Jesus comes. So Jesus shows up. They invite him in and Jesus gets in. There is no long dialogue in between that because there doesn't need to be. And finally, they get through the storm and they arrive to their destination safely. Right? So they're getting to where they were supposed to go and they got there safely. I'm sure you probably see where this is going, but let's apply this to our own lives, shall we? That storm is applicable to us in any rough season, moment, day, hour, second that we go through. There's not a thing, rough thing in our life that this cannot be applied to. That's what makes us so amazing. There is truly, I can't think of a situation this doesn't apply to. So let's unpack this and I would like you to take a minute. Think about the hardship you're going through in the moment. I know I have mine. Think about if it's a difficult altercation with somebody, if it's a personal thing you're going through, if it's a maybe a situation with your kids, your spouse, your family, job, school, whatever. Whatever your difficult thing is, whether it's a moment, whether it's been years, I want you to think about this while we go through how to apply this in our personal lives. First of all, the sea was rough, applicable in our personal lives. We're going through something. We are in the middle of a storm. That storm might be light rain. That storm might be a category five hurricane. It doesn't matter. The storm is rough and it sucks. And you may hit a point where you don't even know if you're really going to get out of this safely. Okay. And then Jesus shows up. Now this is where it gets difficult. It may not feel like Jesus is with you. It may not feel like he showed up. Believe me, I've been there. I've done that. I've felt it. I know exactly how that feels to think, but Jesus didn't show up. Jesus meets you where you are. There is not 
a moment, a situation where Jesus will not meet you where you are. Okay? I I can't express this enough. Even when it doesn't feel like he's in the fire with us, in the middle of the storm, holding our hand, even if it doesn't feel like he is right there, I'm telling you, he is. And if it doesn't feel like he's right there, let's jump to the third point. And I'm going to ask you a very important question. Have you invited him in? Have you brought him into the ship? Now, let's think about this. These disciples were on a boat in the storm. So when they invited Jesus in, they invited him into their situation to control everything. Right? They invite Jesus in to control the boat, to control their navigation, to control what's going on. So have you invited Jesus in? If you haven't, that's probably why you don't feel that he's in the, he's there because he is. You have to invite him in. And secondly, if you have invited him in, are you allowing him to have control? Listen, if we're not allowing Jesus to have control, there was no point and inviting him into the boat. If the disciples invited Jesus into the boat and then said, okay, but let us handle this, there would have been no point because guess what? Jesus walked on the water in the middle of the storm. He was fine. He didn't need their help. Jesus doesn't need our help. Jesus doesn't need my help. When I invite him into the situation, I cannot invite him into my situation and then say, okay, but hands off, let me handle it. I just want you to clear the path, but let me drive right? Let me say this again. We cannot tell Jesus, come on in. I don't want you to drive. I want you to clear the obstacles. I want you to clear the path. Just let me drive. Hear me out. It doesn't work like that. If you want out of the rough season, if you want out of the storm, you have to invite him in and give him control. That means get your hands off the wheel, get out of the driver's seat, sit in the passenger side. You can sit in the trunk. It doesn't matter. Just get out of the driver's seat and allow Jesus to get you out of that situation in the way he needs to. Give him control. And I'm telling you, I'm dealing with this too right now. I am with you. I'm in this third step of the situation. I am still trying to just give Jesus control and say, here, get me out of this. And sometimes I let him and things go smoothly. And then other times I say, hold on, where are you going? It does not look like this is working. You're going to run head first into that tree. And so I panic, jerk the wheel, and I end up running us into the tree and didn't trust that Jesus was going to navigate around. I hope that analogy made sense. It'd be like I had an image in my head of you know, you're driving on a path and there's a million obstacles. You have to trust that Jesus is going to get through those obstacles and don't trust your sight. Remember in your faith, walk by faith and not by sight. It applies here too. If you're trying to take control, it will end in disaster. So invite Jesus in and give him control. And finally, that leads us to the end where you will get out and to your destination safely. We are not going to get there if we're constantly trying to retain control. I'm not saying that the thing you're going through is your fault. Please hear me out. I have so much weight in that. I don't believe that it's your fault. And sometimes we're in situations that are a little bit more than just 
a bad situation. Sometimes it can be mental, right? Um, and I can totally relate to that. I have an extreme anxiety disorder. So I do understand sometimes this is beyond our ability um, to actually physically and mentally take control of the situation. But that kind of circles right back to what I was saying, which is give up control. Tell Jesus, I can't do it, but you can. That's what the Holy Spirit's there for, by the way, guys, to do what we can't. So allow our Heavenly Father to fight for us and allow Jesus to come and rescue us. Let the Holy Spirit give us peace. Let Jesus get us out and we will arrive where we need to arrive safely. It doesn't mean it won't be a bumpy road and it doesn't mean you won't get scared along the way, but let go. Let Jesus have control, get you out of the storm because he walked through the storm on water to get to you, to save you. All you have to do is say, come on in, take control of everything. My prayer for you guys is that this registers and this helps and that you can go back to the story and remember that you can get through this, but you can't do it. Our savior can. So my prayer is not that you get yourself through the situation, but that you and myself as well. Well, I'm praying for myself as well here that we, okay, that we get out of the situation and to our destination safely by inviting Jesus in and giving him control. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I had a great time talking about this. I really, really pray that this helps you get through your day, your week, month, year, however long it takes or however long this resonates with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to speak to you all next time. But until then, have a blessed and wonderful day.